From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. And let me report right up front, you are stuck with me for the next seven hours. We will go right from early in the morning to the Brian Kilmeade show today. The honor and privilege of filling in uh, for Brian. Uh, And once again, I always say it just it's remarkable. But I think it's because they're just always it, it. It's not this coincidence or it only happens when we're filling in there are just so many important things going on in our country that it always seems like a moment of truth day and as we begin today's program let me share with you some thoughts that that i've put out worldwide and um we finished this up about 30 minutes ago We must first properly grieve for the many families whose lives were shattered yesterday when an 18-year-old gunman opened fire at the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. This is not a political issue for anyone to try and exploit. That is the absolute wrong and destructive approach to take. We must collectively reject any and all attempts to politicize this uh, tragedy. This is a human issue. We must be there for each other. At this writing, a reported 19 students and two teachers, as well as the gunman, are dead. Conflicting media reports say that the gunman's grandmother, who he apparently shot first, is either dead or in critical condition. Somehow that's not nailed down. Yesterday's mass shooting is the second worst in American history, behind only Sandy Hook Elementary School on December 14, 2012, in Newtown, Connecticut. We need to open up a uniquely important New Jersey and national discussion to address this and previous tragic incidents. It has thus far proven to be next impossible, but we must find the way to remove any and all politics from this discussion, or there will be no successful path available to try and solve this national emergency. The past two mass shooters, Buffalo, New York, on May 14th, just 10 days ago, by the way, and yesterday in Uvalde, Texas, were both 18-year-olds. It strikes me. Yesterday's attack occurred just 10 days after the deadly racist rampage at a Buffalo, New York supermarket. My suggestion is for all people of good faith to begin an appropriate dialogue together. We must establish strict ground rules where you can't have the discussion because it will devolve. It always does. Don't blame the Second Amendment to the Constitution, gun manufacturers, the gun lobby, politics of any kind. Don't blame that. If we can establish sincere rules of positive engagement then perhaps, maybe just maybe, an open, intellectually honest conversation can take shape. 
Let's focus on the things that we can all agree with. No one wants innocent citizens in public or children, teachers, supportive staff members in schools to ever be hurt or killed. We can't agree on that. Can we agree on certain operating standards still to be determined? In our schools, for example, can we designate one strictly enforced entrance and exit? Yesterday's mass shooter was wearing body armor, reportedly crashed his vehicle before entering the Robb Elementary School. A video, I've watched it several times, confirms that he was easily able to just walk into the school, armed. The Robb Elementary School is now closed, and it was announced by Texas Governor Greg Abbott that it is closed for the rest of the current school year. This adds to a many years long series of mass shootings at churches, schools, stores, and other locations, baseball fields. Yesterday, today, and going forward, parents and grandparents will hug their children even tighter than ever before. I spoke with my adult children about this yesterday to gauge how they were feeling. I posed the questions. Is this our country now? Are we going to just accept that this is going to happen from time to time? Or are we as a community and a nation going to take appropriate corrective action? We cannot solve this in any one article or any one radio talk show. But we can decide to begin a process with a stated goal of working towards a solution I remind you that after the September 11, 2001 terrorist attack against our country, our national elected leaders got together, the country got together, put politics aside, and created a new Department of Homeland Security. No foreign enemy has succeeded in another terrorist attack on American soil in more than 21 years. So we can do big things. When we get together, together, we must find a solution to domestic terrorism, of course, without infringing upon American civil liberties, which are sacred. We are the greatest nation in the history of the world. When we are united, we are capable of accomplishing anything. That's why we are the United States of America. Let's earn this profound name and republic that we have been given and get to work to solve this problem. And that's my open letter. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. We'll have open forum. We'll get your take on all of this in the seven o'clock hour, a jam-packed second half, and then we'll get right to today's national duties, filling in, guest hosting the Brian Kilmeade show. Don't go away. We'll be back. After our Fox News commentary, a early in the morning timeout, and much more content straight ahead. The death toll was 19 students and two adults, both teachers. That's the number that's been confirmed at this hour. This is Harry Hurley. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I was working on uh, a couple of pretty big things yesterday when all of this um, unfolded. And I don't know about you, 
because I always say this, we're not a collective. We have free will. We have individual thoughts. But I always wonder when I, I, I think about these things and I, I wonder what, what are you thinking? Are you thinking – this is what goes through my mind. Are you thinking that, oh, dear God, here it is again. Here we go again. It just keeps happening. One time, and I'm not going to do it now – one time I actually, and it was painful, I did the homework, and it's, it's, it's in the WPG app, WPGtalkradio.com archives, but you'd have to search through, if you click on my picture, you'd have to search through a number of articles. We've written hundreds of articles, but I did the homework, and I accumulated every mass shooting And that's by the definition of a certain number of people that constitutes a mass shooting. I chronicled every mass shooting in American history. It is not a new phenomenon. But that doesn't mean that we just have to accept. In a free society, who was it that said, I guess it was John F. Kennedy always felt because he would be asked i mean look they had a lot of enemies the mob was after them there were a lot of people uh and john kennedy president kennedy said basically if if one person wants to for uh to forfeit their life there's not a lot you can do about that and there's a lot to that but without infringing upon constitutional rights, that of course would be rights that are not in the language of may, but shall or shall not be infringed. You don't want to I, I don't I don't want a solution to be that kind of thing because because at that point government uh, can abuse their power, which they're capable of doing, and especially during tragedy, it's what we have to guard against. Can't have any politics. If we're going to truly solve it. I think we have a template, though. America was 90 some percent united in 2001, September. Now, a lot's happened since then. And we haven't been united since then, no matter what. And we've been through life and death. And America has not been able to unite. But it's my opinion in order to go after a solution here, there cannot be politics. And that's obviously very hard for politicians. It's in the word uh, to ever achieve. It's almost it's like their nature. That everything is perceived through the political lens. We will not fix it with that mode it, it 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 can't be done it's impossible for it to be done because instead of fixing the problem people would be trying to fix the game and then of course we lose but i'll tell you what went through my mind yesterday i thought of my children i thought of noah can you even is it too painful can you even place yourself In the situation that your child or your grandchild 
because I, I, I mean, I, I don't ever get in the way. Uh, I am Noah is my child's child. I know my place, but I look upon Noah as my child. I think every loving grandparent listening right now, I can't separate the difference between a child and a grandchild. There are children. You take words out or add words, whatever you want to do. Could you even process the unbearable, the unspeakable pain of your child going to second grade? And it was what? Second, third, and fourth graders. Seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Can you even process going to school, your child or your grandchild going to school, and they're gone? Do you know there are parents that all day and all night, they, they, their children didn't come home? So you, you, you know what that means. But they have to hold hope. And they have to believe that, well, until I have absolute word. But if you're seven, eight-year-old or nine-year-old, doesn't come home yesterday. They're either gone or they're in a hospital. And I knew it. It was two and then it was this number and then it was 14 and then it was 18 and then it's 19 plus two teachers. Always never, ever believe what you hear first. What you hear first, if you want to put it politely, is incomplete. If you want to say it's always wrong, typically wrong. In fairness, they don't, they don't know. They, they only know what they've been told. This many are confirmed. And it takes time to put it all together. But I'll tell you where I, where I just deeply, profoundly just found myself and it's dark i don't go into deep dark places i'm 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 so grateful that i've been blessed with just i don't have depression it doesn't mean i'm always jumping up and down hey look at me happy 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 Harry. uh but i am typically happy i don't like being sad and I know people that deal with depression. I was thinking about the unbearable pain, the disbelief that your child or your grandchild could go to school and you would never see them alive again and have to go through such anguish, uncertainty, until you can put it all together and then you still can't figure it out. What would precipitate someone to first, and again, the, the reports are sketchy and they're, they're conflicting. What would, what would precipitate an 18-year-old with their whole life ahead of them to shoot and kill or shoot and critically wound? One of those two statements is true. First, their grandmother, and then drive, crash the car, get out of the car, and get in the school and indiscriminately 
shoot people, little babies, little children, and take them from their parents and their grandparents and snuff out their opportunity to live a purpose-driven life. That's what I was thinking about. And it takes you down many roads and they're all dark and they're all very painful. And I'm sure, and I can only say this without any personal experience to draw from, but they, they know that it happened. They can't believe that it happened. It's impossible to accept. And you go through a living hell. Because any good, decent person knows that you would give your life. I thought about this one time. Who, who would I give my life? And the list is, the list is longer than you would think. It's not, it's not infinity, but I would, I would give my life for my children, for Margie, for Noah, for my twin brother, Don, my sister. I would, I I would, I would just say, look, you know, take me if I had a, a way to, 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 to offer it up because I would just look at it like, I've packed in because I, I, I made it this way. I packed in this June 19th will be 62 years, more in 62 years than most people could pack into 124 years, double that time. So I would want for nothing and I would gladly trade. And I guarantee you every one of those parents wish they they were gone and their child now of course that that starts to reverse pain then then children have pain losing their parent but you, you can't you can't play these these mental games but those are the things you think of you know take me why 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 was my innocent child taken you can't you can't answer that question there's no answer to that question. Now, is mental illness involved? Something incredibly, incredibly deeply disturbing. I mean, I, I held my parents and my grandparents in such position of respect, reverence. If you wonder how did this person shoot up 19 tiny small children and two teachers he shot his own grandmother whose blood is in his veins so let's not lose the, the sight of of mental illness in this or other issues clinical issues and such that I'm not qualified really to speak about but for someone to be capable of something like that, there are a whole lot of things that go into this. 
But if you miss my opening comments, they're up at WPGTalkRadio.com or on the WPG app. And maybe the proper leadership, I, I have to say, and I was not happy. I thought the president had a great opportunity to unite the country last night. And I'm not going to get into the details because it's, it's not for this conversation right now with what's going on. But he went there and he was wrong. He blew it. Everything that I'm saying right now, he should have said last night. That's the speech you give. The speech you give is one, not about when or, you know, what are you afraid of the gun lobby? You don't get into any of that stuff. That divides us. That solves nothing. And you don't hear me doing that. We've got to figure out a way. It's not impossible. We've got to figure out a way. You can't stop when one maniac wants to do something. You can't be perfect. You can't stop it every time. But we have stopped every terrorist attack attempt, foreign terrorist attack attempt, for over 21 years. Because we dedicated ourselves to doing that. As an old school board member, I can tell you that when this started to happen with great regularity, I was not on the board anymore. But that would have been one of the first things I would have said. How many ways are there to get into this school and are doors propped open because you don't want to get locked out and you're taking stuff in and out or to the trash? Because a bad person will scope out what they're going to do. They know exactly the soft spots, how they're going to get in to where they want to get into. So it seemed to me you've got to have one entrance one exit, probably metal detectors everywhere. They are some places now, but probably everywhere. And you can't get in. You've got a sign to get in. I will tell you right now, I'm on the list. I'm, I'm honored. I'm on the list to be able to pick up Noah. Uh, I bring my photo ID and present it. And we don't even go into the school. This very nice young lady comes out with a clipboard. She confirms who you are. Why are you here? Who are you picking up? And I have to say, Egg Harbor Township does a fabulous job. You can't get into that school. That's the way it needs to be everywhere. I know you remember how it used to be. You could just walk into school. Think about if you've been around for any amount of time. You could just walk into school and you were walking down the hallways. Come on, you know you did it. Now, younger parents right now probably never have done it. But you know you've done it. Can't even think about that anymore. So you know we're not innocent as we were. It's a very escalating and violent society. And damn it, we have to do something about this. We've got to find a way to fix this. And I know it can be done. 
but we have to have the resolve to want to do it. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley, a couple of minutes late at 34 minutes past the hour. Uh, multiple gunshots fired in Absecon. My source was there when it was happening. You couldn't, you couldn't publish any quicker than we did. Um, and we'll be updating that later today. The Atlanta County Acting Prosecutor has filed charges in the Pleasantville shooting death of a woman. And former Ventnor Mayor Michael Bagnell survived a near-fatal heart rhythm event. That and more on your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Less than a month ago, today's forecast would be a real treat. Here in late May, temperatures running 5 to 10 degrees below seasonal normals. Still a pretty nice day overall. Let's call it partly to mostly cloudy. High temperature around 66 degrees with completely dry weather. Quiet and cool tonight, low 54, increasing clouds tomorrow. Chance of a shower or sprinkle at some point, high of 67. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Walk the red carpet early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 40 minutes past the hour. Uh, Get your thoughts together because when we get to open forum for the whole 7 o'clock hour, I am really, I always am, but I'm especially looking forward and anxious to your participation in the 7 o'clock hour to see what you think about this. You, you don't have to like or dislike what I said. Uh, what I said is just it's just my view of where we were, where we are, where I think we're going, and what we need to do in order to truly address this. Because the reason it never gets addressed is because the politicians – they're incapable of really stepping up and being statesmen. They're only capable. I mean, our president came up very short last night. What's he talking about? When are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? I mean, what? Why? Why go after cheap political points? And some jackass put that in the teleprompter. It's just wrong. I'm thinking about Eva Morales, and it's not Morales. It's M-I-R-E-L-E-S. She, I think, was in like her 40s, a fourth grade teacher, so much of life ahead, 17 years a teacher in the district. She's gone. And I guarantee you sight unseen, she's gone because she was probably being a human shield to save children. Don't be surprised if you hear something like that. These teachers are amazing. That's why we support them. And some people get mad at me. Oh, you're supporting teachers. You know, they get paid too much. No, they don't. <laughs> they do not. They do not. But I can say her name because her name has been revealed. I'm trying to think it was either an aunt of hers or somebody confirmed it to ABC News that she had passed away in the shooting. 
this is a very um, small town. It's a heavy Latino town, very close-knit town. And you can imagine, mm, heartbroken town. And then what are we going to do about it? Do, do, do all these people, do they die for nothing? And we just wait for the next one to happen so that then each political side can try to score their cheap points and try to get this thing taken away or this thing added or blame it on this or blame it on that. Because it's, it's very simple. If you're a politician and you don't have to solve anything and you just have to talk about it. You know, I, I'm only a talk show host and I don't feel like I could get away with what they get away with. If I came here every day and just fed you BS and if we didn't feel like together we were accomplishing anything, it's why we started the Hurley in the Morning charity because we wanted to tangibly, positively affect and impact our various communities, which, oh, by the way, it's very rare. But and there's a reason for it. One of the one of the reasons is just terrible. Uh, someone has cancer in their immediate family, and so this foursome that was in you know rock solid uh, is out. We can take two or th- I'll even go three foursomes. Friday, June twenty fourth. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just sold out every year and don't even bother. I've been meaning to tell you this for a couple of days. If you want to play in our tournament on Friday, June 24th, 8 8 a.m. breakfast, 9 a.m. shotgun start. It's really perfect. Uh, And I will tell you at the first organization meeting ever, I threw out on the floor. All right. So, you know, what time would we have the event? You know, because you could do it in the morning, you do it in the afternoon. Uh, Ed Klein says, Harry, you're early in the morning. You're a morning guy. It's got to be in the morning. I said, Ed, you're absolutely right. So the fact that this is a morning event was the suggestion of the great J. Edward Klein. And then we started talking about all these different things, and I'll never forget, and I always tease him. Every third Friday now, it's the fourth Friday. Boy, we're really asking the gods for favor because 14 straight years, it was on a third Friday, This year, it will be on the fourth Friday in June. And don't think I won't be looking at that weather on the third Friday. And I'll say, God, we didn't do this to trick you. Please, please look favorably upon us. We moved. We moved to next Friday. You blessed us with another third Friday. Uh, So in my head, I'm playing all kinds of um, voodoo and kabuki and all kinds of theater. So we'll see what happens. But... Then we talked about all kinds of other things. Of course, Jim Fraser said, we know, Harry, don't expect to raise more than $5,000. I said, Jim, I said, you don't know me very well. We were just getting to know each other. I said, we're going to raise a lot more than $5,000. I don't know how much we're going to raise, but we could do that in an hour on air. What are we going to do all this work for? But Jim's used to seeing events. That's what happens. He didn't realize what you and I are capable of. And we raised 28,000, not 5,000. And the rest is history. 
So if you want to play, get a hold of me. You can email me, harryhurley at AOL.com. You can call me here during the show. Uh, uh, but we'd love to get you in the tournament. What we do is we strictly manage it so that there are not a second foursome on any of the par threes. And we do that. We could We could fill it all. We do that, and we've received great acclaim for it and really great return rate in terms of people that come back year after year because if you go and put 144 golfers out on the course, I promise you, you wreck your event. I did it one time. Jim's dad and I, it was my first golf tournament when uh, I was at the Golden Nugget, and we had so many people. We did 144, and it's a long event, and you're typically waiting and waiting and waiting to take your next shot, and it's just not fun or as fun. People will tolerate it, but you want to make it as enjoyable as you can. So I want folks listening that haven't played, if you want to put a foursome in, we make it as enjoyable as we can for you. There's a wonderful breakfast. You go and play your round. And then we have an incredible lunch, and you get done in time to have a lot of the day still left. So it was really one of the most important things was when we decided as a opening committee, if you will, to have it in the morning. It was huge. And, of course, we can do our show from there, and it just made sense at every single level. So thank you, Ed Klein. 48 minutes past the hour. It's early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. And as I said, you're stuck with me now, not for seven hours, but for six hours and 12 minutes. We will be doing early in the morning and guest hosting the Brian Kilmeade show. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. Sean Hannity this afternoon at three. Now. Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 54 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the only time this morning I have to do this because you own the next hour, and I really can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to taking your phone calls to see what's on your mind. I think I know a little bit about what's on your mind. 609-407-1450. Phone lines will be open all next hour long. And the 8 and 9 o'clock hours are already structured in the the record books. And then we'll be on to Kilmeade. So this is it for this. I have to comment on this because I told you in real time how bad the lies that Joe Biden, Stacey Abrams, and others were telling about the Georgia election laws. They put some of the fairest, most inclusive, and remember, making things easier to vote but harder to cheat is going to upset the cheaters. Let's not forget that. I understand that, but I don't care about you cheaters. But we had our own president saying that the Georgia election laws are Jim Crow 2.0, knowing that his home state of Delaware has far more restrictive voting laws than the new Georgia laws. But he's a, just a congenital 
pathological liar that we have. It's sad, but it's true. And Stacey Abrams, shame on you. So early voting is up 186 percent from 2018, and it's up 212 percent since the 2020 election. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? That bill, that law now, it's not a bill anymore, but the bill and now the law was always about giving greater access to voting while at the same time making cheating more difficult. So understand when your president and when the uh, the media's beloved darling, Stacey Abrams, who can actually say that Georgia is the worst place in America to live and, oh, by the way, vote for me for governor. Oh, my God. This is incredible. If I am Kemp, I don't ever stop saying that. Look, say what you will about me. I've worked very hard. We've delivered great results. Stacey Abrams helped take away the Major League Baseball All-Star game. She's just cost us money. But I try to do a great job. And all I know is I say that Georgia is the greatest state to live. My opponent says it's the worst state to live. She can't take it back. It's in her own words. She said yesterday, I may have been inarticulate about, uh, oh, really? Okay, good. Good for you. So I guess it's not Jim Crow 2.0. Now, I think somebody did ask Stacey Abrams uh, that, hey, you know, voting is up hundreds of percent, hundreds, multiple, hundreds of percent. Well, more people voting doesn't mean that there's not voter op- oppression. Oh, okay. So if it's beautiful, 80 degrees and sunny and five-mile-an-hour wind, not a cloud in the sky, that's not a beautiful beach day? No, no, it's beautiful out, but it's still horrible. This is how these liars who lie about lying, this is how they get all tied up in knots. So I think this is fabulous. I mean, these are big, big increases in early voter turnout. But they, and that should be celebrated, but they can't celebrate it. One of the um, candidates, Congressman Jody Heiss, He picked up on the Stacey Abrams stuff. He said, quote, this is a great state, the number one state in the country for business and great place to live. And it's unbelievable to me that someone running for governor of the state of Georgia would come out saying that this is the worst place in the country to live. You know, when you know how you know how I am. I know when someone's jumped the shark, I believe that Stacey Abrams jumped the shark. And there are certain things you just can't you can't come back from in electoral politics. When you can run commercials with her, you can't say it for her. You've got to show her. And then on the radio, it would be the audio. But you got to have her saying it or her being seen on television ads saying it. That Georgia is the worst place to live in the country. That's a quote. 
It's not paraphrased. It's not, hey, this is what this is what she this is what it meant, what she said. No. That's what she actually said. And I see Fonzie in his Bermuda shorts and his leather jacket with the skis on, jumping the shark. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. All right, I need. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning and thanks for tuning in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. And let me drop the gauntlet. This is the only open forum today. This is it. Let's make it count. 609-407-1450. I think I know you, so I'm thinking perhaps on your mind is what happened yesterday at the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. It's a heavily Latino town, and this mass shooting is the second worst in American history, only behind Sandy Hook. And unfortunately, the numbers keep going up, up, up. I'm not sure how many additional students uh, remain in the hospital. But as if you're just waking up, the latest number that we have is 19 students, and these were 7, 8, and 9-year-olds second, third, and fourth graders, and two teachers, total of 21, 609-407-1450. You know, one of the things that I left out of my uh, open letter, if you go to the app or go to the website, uh, you can you can read it. Uh, I, I really do believe that faith has a big, big role in all of this. I really meant to put a passage uh, in there. Now, let me see if he is available to call in because this would fit right in with what I'm looking for. I'm going to put the hero on the spot, but he might not be able to call right now. But he did write me a little bit ago, just a few minutes ago, actually. And it says, good morning, Mayor. Very sad. Good. Good. This is perfect because I will add this. to. That's the beauty of what we can do with the content, the digital content that we have. We can always continue to update it. I'll share a quick comment, but Mike will be able to speak for himself in just a moment. Michael believes that we have reached a point in this nation of no return. Now, he's actually one of the most... And I consider myself of this same ilk. He, Michael Heath is one of the most eternally optimistic people that you will ever meet. He really has never met a problem he couldn't solve. He's a courageous man. He's a faithful man. He's a good man. When he writes me, we have reached a point in this nation of no return. Wow. Wow. That's... um. That's pretty heavy duty. Uh, You know, I've always had this working 
sort of doctrine on the program where I couldn't decide if we are tipping or have we tipped. You know, there's a fluid that's in your ears that it, it goes one way and then you know you're going left. It goes the other way, you know you're going right. And if the whole equilibrium gets all fouled up, you don't know which way is up and which way is down. And that's why sometimes pilots that, that do visual and cannot rely on instrumentation, they don't know the difference between going up or going down or, or they could think they're actually um, moving the aircraft in an upward trajectory and they might be going 200 miles an hour uh, and crash right into the ocean. It's called spatial disorientation. So I wonder, have we tipped? It's, I think it's a debate worth having. I had this conversation back and forth with Linda in Absecan many times. You know, are we tipping? Have we tipped? Are we at the point of no return? Enter to the scene, Michael Heath. So, Michael, you have concluded we have, we have hopelessly tipped we have we have reached the point of no return. It's over. And Mayor, it's very, very sad. Um, obviously, Mayor, and um, you know, as you asked there earlier about you know realizing, can you fathom you know what these parents are going through? And you know, you know, as you know, we have you know lost a child, and we understand you know, what that loss is, it's, it is unfathomable, Mayor, and, and I feel my heart goes out in prayers for this family members, and, and it is, Mayor, you know, you know, of course, I love, you know, your optimism, and, and I would love to, um, to join in and say that, you know, it's not too late, and we need to do something, Mayor. We've, um, we've allowed, we've allowed this nation to slip to a point where um, it, it, it's unrecognizable, and, um, and like I, you know, I kind of wrote to you earlier, it's, it's when they've, this is intentional mayor. We, we used to be united to, to defend and fight ourselves against foreign adversaries that wanted to take this nation down. But when our enemy is within, um, it's a different, it's a different war. And, um, and I believe other nations that, that, that have a disdain for us or just sitting back and watching, you know, our nation be destroyed from within and uh, enjoying every moment of it. And, you know, uh, Khrushchev said that he didn't have to fire a shot. He didn't have to do a thing that America will destroy itself from within. I would hate to believe he was correct. Exactly, Mayor, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about, Mayor. When, when you have an intentional agenda, and they have been working on this for you know so many years, Mayor, where, where I've said it before, where your average, you know, good guy, your average family member, are you know getting up each day, and we're you know we've been going to work, we've been you know planning our future, we've been having children and grandchildren, and uh, and trying to you know bring them up and lead them and guide them in the right way you know, morally and, uh, um, to, to have an agenda where, where they've been working or, uh, I mean, I mean, to, to completely remove God out of United States of America that, that our nation was founded on. And, uh, they've really done some major damage. Hey, Michael, what's in it for them to do that? I always have wondered 
why do they do what they do? What's I mean, is it is it purely evil to to accumulate power? What what is in it for them to do this? It is it is it is purely evil, Mayor. But it's actually it's actually a little more. I think it's a little more basic than that. Than that, I mean, it's absolutely evil. But it's a point of mayor. See, they're they feel so they feel so protected, mayor, because they are they're in a cocoon. They have built their own walls and protection around their own family members, mayor. They have made their millions and trillions, and and they don't have to deal with the same things that we have to deal with. They think that they're on top of this mountain there and they will be protected from all this. I madness. get it. They can wreck it for everyone else because they're not affected by it directly. I'm not sure if you have to go to work or what your schedule is. I'm going to see if you can stay for one more segment. I've got to get a break in. If I come back with Michael, then he was able to stay. If I don't, we'll continue with your calls at 609-407-1450 with Michael Heath. I am Early in the morning, this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you can stay, Michael, I do want to ask you to um, talk about if if it's basically too late, if the damage is too far gone, if, as you wrote to me, we have reached a point in this nation of no return, then what 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 do we do? I mean, what what? We we I, you know me and I know you. I'm not quitting. I, I'm 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 in the game of life. I, I I want this to be the best possible country that it can be for my children and for my grandson. And I will tell you, I have said this to my daughter and I've said it to Margie. I am so sad that Noah will never ever see the America that we knew. I just feel like. We can't stop this inevitable, whatever you want to call it, glide path or whatever this monstrous path that we're on is, but that we can stay in the game and we can fight it off for as long as we can. It does sort of feel that they're going to win in the end. Maybe it's like Russia, Ukraine. Russia's got the air superiority. Ukraine's got the grit, the fight, the will the love of freedom. Maybe there's some analogies here to what's going on in a, in a six-sorted way. If Mike can stay, and I'll negotiate now, for, I won't say forcefully, but mightily during the break. The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I'll say this. Stacey Abrams certainly did not help herself out at all. And she wants to be the governor of the state of Georgia, but she declared over the weekend that Georgia is the worst state in the country to live. She actually said those words. It's not sitting well with voters um, going into this primary election. Uh, And my answer to her is, well, if you don't like it, Stacey, you know, there's 49 other states you're free to go live in. If you think Georgia is the worst state, I lived in Georgia four years. I can tell you it's one of the best states in the country. I love Georgia. Uh, everywhere from Atlanta to Savannah and everywhere in between, it is a beautiful, beautiful state with wonderful people. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. 
Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee the past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. Paid for by Chicken Analytics. The man who predicted the 2020 crash warns of a huge event in 2022. His name is Mark Chaikin, and his newest prediction has gone viral with 1.5 million views. According to Chaikin, who spent 50 years on Wall Street, a historic event in 2022 will cause a massive shift in the wealth divide. This will affect anyone who owns stocks, says Chaikin, who accurately predicted the 2020 crash. Most people will never see it coming. Chaikin, a popular guest on Jim Cramer's Mad Money, has never shied away from sharing his controversial predictions. Now, Chaikin is pointing to a huge change in the way thousands of companies will need to do business in 2022. It'll affect everyone from Apple to Amazon, he says. Watch his full brand new warning free of charge at stockmarketshift.com slash prepare. Go to stockmarketshift.com slash prepare to learn more about 2022's huge event predicted by Mark Chaikin. That's stockmarketshift.com slash prepare. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, the, neg the negotiations were spectacular. I cannot reveal what I had to give up to keep the hero for another segment, but he, uh, he agreed to stay. Michael, uh, I hear a tone in your voice that's a little different than I'm accustomed to. Uh, it, it, it has not a defeatist tone to it, but, but almost like a, like a heartbroken tone to it. Uh, how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, that's exactly right, Mayor. It is. It is. It is a heart heartbroken feeling, Mayor, and it's and it is what you said. You know, I have uh, four four grandchildren now, and um, it is. Uh, it's like you just said about Noah. It's so sad, Mayor, that 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 they will not be able to enjoy what what we had, and uh, that's just that's just. You don't even like those words that come out of your mouth, Mayor. But it's but it's fact. You have to be a realist, and and um, I'm, I'm just you know it's just it is it is heartbreaking, Mayor. And it is it is the point of that it's we have to understand, Mayor, that it, that it's not stupidity, it's not ignorance, that it's intentional what has happened and to this to this nation, and and Mayor, you know, we're not going to stop fighting. Okay, we you know we know that, and we're gonna we're gonna keep going, but you know, um um you understand. You know, I take things back to back to biblically, Mayor, and that's that's the only place we can go. Um, but the Bible warned us explicitly and explains explicitly what's going to happen in the end times with lawlessness and the love of many will wax so cold that you won't even be able to recognize this nation. And that's what we're seeing there. And and it's just, you know, I use an example as we talked about our men and women in blue um couple months back in reference to 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 how they've been handcuffed mayor um intentionally not to be able to do their job which we understand that's you know that's that that has a that has an effect on all of us that's not just doesn't it, it that doesn't affect the police officers it affects the public oh it affects it affects your the safety in your town what is allowed to go on i mean look at that new york situation uh the, the the child shot a police officer and the charges have been dropped this is insanity yeah. it is it is mayor and and i just heard um that that governor murphy uh uh did something else to to uh, come against the police officers i know I'm, i don't know if everyone's heard about that but he's trying to fight to where police officers are now going to have to be licensed to be a cop every three years and that Whatever reason they come up with, they can take 
the person's job, okay, for whatever. You know how minor that could end up being? One internal affairs complaint, one one bogus situation. Um, so, now, so now in handcuffing them, they can't do their job. And now you're going to make them be licensed every three years where there's basically no... There's no tenure. There's no nothing. We understand <laughs> any bad cops get weeded out, Mayor, but there's so few and far between um, that that's, once again, that's another thing that Go- Governor Murphy is doing, okay, against the state of New Jersey, against us. And he also, I believe it was yesterday, came out with more um, attorney general guidelines um, um, interfering with the, with the um, interaction with the police officers, with the criminals, making it, making it, better for the criminal than for the police officer and i don't know exactly what it is it, it, something was sent to me i i haven't been able to research it mayor but um like you said mayor we've reached the point where we've literally we've killed 80 million 80 million children in the united states of america in the womb since 1973 mayor 80 million babies have been have been slaughtered in the womb mayor and if we think there's not um there's not going to be a, a backlash from the almighty God for a nation that decides to do that to their children. And now this happens to another, you know, 19 innocent, innocent lives, Mayor. It's just, it's, it's part of this nation, right, Mayor? It's, it's, we don't want to say it's like status quo now, but it's, this is horrendous. For- let, let me ask you, Michael, I wrote a really passionate open letter this morning that I actually meant to send to you but I forgot. So I'm going to send it to you now. You won't be able to comment on it now, but I'd like you to read it later. But basically, I come to the conclusion, we, without infringing upon civil liberties, without infringing upon the Second Amendment and, and all the things that would not be acceptable in a free society, and when we have constitutional rights, uh, they're supposed to mean something, I still come to the conclusion, we've got to do something about this, uh, and we better do it fast i mean we've got two straight mass shootings 18 year olds what do you what do you make of that 18 year olds with their whole lives ahead of them that this is where they meet their waterloo i mean what's going on mayor what what they've done we've know they've been they've been releasing violent criminals and mentally mentally ill people from from our prisons over the last several years at an alarming rate that it's no longer it's no longer every once in a while you run into a person that's basically like out of their minds mayor they are walking amongst us because of what the left has done they've been empty in our prisons mayor they've been and people just it's it's not a it's not a political thing mayor with with what's what's it is political but not to us the reality is what's coming across our border the violence that they're allowing to come into our nation mayor what do we expect there's there's no other outcome you understand you empty the prisons you allow the thugs to be out okay i mean you know. i mean even when Ka- when castro emptied the prisons he made sure they came to america thank you mayor um i heard i heard an article i'm not I'm sorry. I was listening to the radio and I heard um, Chief Chief Sarkos uh, was given a statement um, a few weeks back on the on you know, advertisement of how they're going to start cracking down on this on on distracted driving. Mayor, right? Yep. So, and I, you know, I mean, I love our men and women in blue, man. But I'm sorry, you're going to be pulling over for someone <clears throat> someone talking on their cell phone, 
as 17 punks ride wheelies by you on dirt bikes and quads down the Black Horse Pike, and you're not even allowed to pull them over. No, that's terrible. But let me, uh, not that he needs defending, but I want to give you a piece of information that I'm not going to say it's going to change your opinion, but I'd like to just enter it, you know, into the discussion. Chief Sarkis is partnering with the County of Atlantic. The County of Atlantic has a grant uh, and they are to fund certain communications. And this is a campaign that's going on. So he I, he didn't pull some picayune, low priority thing. Hey, let's uh, go see if snot is coming out of boogies are coming out of somebody's nose, you know, and heads are getting chopped off and shot off. I, I drove past a car that had 15 bullet holes in it uh, recently, Michael, 15 in the hood, in the windshield. I mean, it's Deadwood. So I want to give context that he's part of a campaign uh, on that topic. It, I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting that makes you feel better, but it just provides a little more information what that's about. Oh, no, exactly. And I'm not putting him down. He's, I know, he's I know. an awesome chief. He's, yeah. a, he's, you know, he's a brilliant man, and, and, and I respect him for what he's doing. Yeah. It's, it's not them. It's, it's not our brothers and sisters in blue that, that, are, that are doing this. It's over their head. And, and it's, it's just, it's just it, it's, Mayor, it's reached, a, it re, it's reached a point, Mayor. And, and not for nothing, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm a police chaplain, Mayor, and, and I, um, you know, I work with the Egg Harbor Township Police Department, which is absolutely amazing to be able to be around them guys and, and girls. And they're just, a, you know, it's an amazing, you know, police department. And, um, and I'm, I hear from the inside, Mayor, I hear what's going on in these officers' lives and what they're doing and how fast they're trying to get out of this police department and and retire and move and it, they're just it's just it's dreadful to well, hear. Well, yeah, a lot of as you know, a lot of police officers they 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 just if they could just blink the time away, they would because they feel that some kind of event is going to happen that could take their life or or could take their career. Mike, we are down a hard minute. Uh, we have one minute until a hard break. Closing comment. Well, Mayor, I'm just saying this, Mayor. We have to, we have to, we're going to keep fighting, Mayor, because that's what we do. Okay. And I'm just saying, people, man, we really, if, if you believe in the Almighty God, which I hope you do, folks, we need to pray and we need to pray hard for, for our leaders all the way from the top, all the way down locally, Mayor. And, and like I said, this nation appears to be, appears to be done, Mayor, but we need to pray. We need to pray each and every day individually for ourselves, for our families, for our friends, for, for for our leaders and 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna keep that up. We're gonna keep fighting. We're not giving up, Mayor. I don't want to sound like we're giving up, Mayor, but we have to we have to be you know we have to be honest and we have to be yeah. you know realist to, to I, what's going on around us. My mayor, my so. quick closing comment is I'm not ready to quit yet. I believe the republic can be saved, but we better in a sense of urgency we better get on it, and we've got to get on it fast, and we have to find a way to put this vitriol, this hateful politics that and no matter what happens, it used to be it was always politics, but, you know, it ended at the water's edge. If a president even left the country, you never said a bad thing. Now it's crush, kill, destroy, and we get nowhere. And when somebody died, that used to bring civility. Look, we got Jackass Small that's talking about Craig Calloway at the time Gene Robinson dies in a very uh, disgusting way. Just there's no civility left. No, no, there's not, Mayor. It's just, it's it's the agenda has taken over, Mayor, and this and this and this this is just horrendous to see. It is, yeah. Mayor. But all right, to be continued. 
please, because uh, you know how much I respect you and your thoughts, read my open letter that I just sent to you and let me know what you think of it. You got it, brother. Have a great day. All right, Hero. Thanks. You do the same. That's Michael Heath. We nicknamed him about 30 years ago, the hero, for good reason. When we come back, you will be on. And you will be on right after that. And you will be on right after that. Don't go away. It's open forum until the top of the hour. On the Hurley in the Morning program, this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, because you went and did that. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio app, and I'm going to give you four. My open letter, check it out. It's leading the uh, the uh, app and the, uh, the webpage right now. Also, we're reporting on the multiple gunshots. We broke the story, actually. Thank you to Mayor, now currently Councilman Bassford. Uh, shots fired in Absecon near the Dower Central store. A lot to report on there and more to come. Atlanta County Prosecutor has filed charges in the Pleasantville shooting death of a woman and a story about the Ventnor former mayor. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Dry air and dry weather again today. Skies should be a little brighter than yesterday. We'll call it partly to mostly cloudy. 50 this morning, 66 this afternoon. Quiet and cool tonight, low of 54. And then tomorrow we'll see increasing clouds and a chance of a light shower or sprinkle at some point, high of 67. Friday, mostly cloudy, scattered late-day thunderstorms, high of 78. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. We're back 40 minutes past the hour. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Thanks for calling in. There's no malice. The spirit is in the air. I want to say, uh, Harry, uh, uh, you brought it uh, home. You you really did, you know, and the hero, he he really put ice and on the cake and in the cake. So we are there where, like the hero said, uh, because uh, if you look at the time, Harry, this stuff is no accident. Just pop up today or the past few years. We have had, I mentioned to you, and I've told you it was honest from my heart. I've never been in no trouble. Put out of nothing, no bar, no beer, hangout bar, drug, alcohol, prostitution, not involved in that. Now, what I'm getting to is, see, this has changed now. Good people still trying to do good things. But soon you're going to have good people doing bad things. And we had better wake up. Now, I want to bring it home. I hear you speaking up, Chief Soros. Uh, uh, yeah. I hear you speaking good of that. I respect that. And, but I want to say this, Harry, like uh, people that have got close association in government, and I'm not just saying people that accept, but people uh, that are in the news, they deal with these people. You don't see always the other side of that person because they're not going to do it with you around many other people. What I'm getting at it is, Chief, I've been calling your office here. Balls of Plaza, Harry, you know I've been here 30 years. We've done news events and events here. No problem. Guess what it is now? I said this and said it before. One of the biggest problems, black on black crime. Now, I want to say this. We have this in our neighborhood. 
it's crime for innocent people, Harry, no matter what color you are. And that we got to get that clear. But if we don't start having dialogue, honest truth, we, it's not going to work. Now, I'm taking some action myself. I hear the chief. We've been calling him. We had some police me. I call them, show them what they're tearing people up, stuff up, moving it. Two girls in the office. I'm not imagining a prejudice against nobody. They they just really silly. The police come, men being useless. They dressed all up and all. Now, you had people tearing, moving room to room, supposed to be in motel for these renovations. And now you got the young fellas coming here cussing and threatening, disrespecting people. Uh, we've called police, like I say, they come down BSing. Now, when is the police going to learn? I'm not blaming police for action, but these are simple things that can prevent problems. And in speaking to them, he was saying, well, blah, blah, what you lose? Look, man, we're losing our rights to function together. We don't have a day room you can't meet. People are tensing up. Plus, in this area at this store, Harry, South Carolina, Baltimore, it's a messed up. It's really messed up. Mm. So I told you before on a VA claim. Now, this covers everybody. Uh, that uh, uh, the governor assigned me aid from the attorney general office, John. And, Chief, I've got to talk to your men. Uh, I don't want to have to add you all on to it, but we have to because we have had police in our area before. They only come now when things happen. And I would look at the one I'd be outside all day. Chief, you got to get it together uh, because it's going to blow up around here in this area. And you got to send someone down you can talk to, not this. Willie, I've got to jump in. I think, and I let you go as long as I could, I've got to get the final break in. I think you did just send out a clarion call, which will be answered. So good job. You were very, uh, very coherent. Uh, I could actually follow each and every topic that you presented uh, very precisely. So good wishes with that. And sorry, you're having a tough time with the move and everything else. We'll talk again. One open line, 609-407-1450. Your phone calls continue right after this. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Hurley in the morning will immediately go right into guest hosting stint on the Brian Kilmeade show. So you've got me for a total of seven straight hours this morning. Let's make it count. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Thank you for doing that. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open all this hour long. We have a great second half plan for you. And then on to the Brian Kilmeade Show until 1 o'clock today right here on the station that plays the winners, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome to our program. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. This is uh, Rick Santoro calling. Um, I just wanted to weigh in and give you a couple thoughts about this uh, this uh, new mass shooting event and how it relates to the country and New Jersey. New Jersey has one of the most robust 
uh, security requirements for public education in the country. Over the years, um, there's been laws enacted and mandatory uh, standards for target hardening and electronic and physical protection of the schools. Some of the things you mentioned, the access control, where people have to be vetted, buzzed in in and out, in addition to bullet-resistant target hardening on the front, certain types of uh, um, hardware and door locks that are remotely controlled, uh, CCTV. And some of those things, many of those things, should be enacted on a national basis, and they should be funded. The the burden to, to provide that type of security really should come should be a federal initiative because uh, it's very expensive to do and it's, it's expensive to retrofit. But these incidents start and end. Most of them are over in less than four minutes. Yeah. I mean, so, and Rick, you know, I know how you follow things. They they show this guy in his whole body armor outfit uh, easily walking right into the school. Yes. Yeah, and, and that just should not happen, absolutely shouldn't happen. And what more valuable assets do we have in the country than our children? Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, talk about the, the our investment all over worldwide and pumping money into all these different countries. I think we got to start at home and really uh, provide target hardening. The way it works is we need to be able to detect the threat and delay the threat um, before it gets to where there's a, a lot of potential victims. And then uh, police that are either armed or unarmed, security, armed security on site should be able to defend against that threat. But in that first four-minute time frame, nobody should be able to go strolling right into any any schools. And New Jersey has a very good template for that that really should be considered um, and there needs to be some type of a national initiative to fund and do that and should be tied to these school districts getting money from the state or the federal level. They have to conform to these minimum standards of target hardening. And, um, and I absolutely support uh, armed uh, security. Um, you see it, we see it all over the world. We're used to it. You go to Israel, you go to Ireland, you go to Italy, you go around, you see this, armed security at, at schools yeah. and, and malls and other places. Yeah. So that, be, because as you know, Rick, in a lot of these uh, scenarios, the only armed person, whether it's in the movie theater or, you know, uh, the, the the baseball field with Scalise and everybody or the Buffalo uh, mall area, uh, this one with, um, I, I think they have their own police at Robb Elementary School in the... Um, Uvalde uh, public schools district, but it's usually the bad guy is the only armed guy. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the uh, private or armed security police in, in that school district was actually shot in the head was was wounded um, in in that incident. But um, it, it should be these things should be dealt with outside. They should be able to. Um, assess the threat coming um, and they should not be able to get in and penetrate the school and that skirmish should should be handled outside the doors if at all possible and that's the way it should be so incredibly hard for someone to get in and then as parents and as grandparents and as visitors we just have to tolerate that level of security like we do at the airport but I, I think it really really has to be how what can be done to protect 
and delay and deter carnage from happening in that up to four minute time period. At that point, a police response is really fast. They come in from all over. They're they're very, very uh, highly trained to, to deal with it. But they're dealing with traffic. Yeah, by the way, I think very fortunately, a member of the Border Patrol tactical unit responded. Uh, who knows how much more this guy could have done? Yes. Yep. Even in Buffalo, even yep. in Buffalo, if if if, if the, uh, the ex police officer was armed, security did not engage him and did what he did. That could have been way worse than yeah. it was because the suspect had you know more than a hundred yeah, rounds. Yeah, on. yeah, ten could have been a hundred. Hey, Rick, thank you for your expertise. It means a lot uh, coming from you, and and I appreciate appreciate you. I'll say a a word about you as we say goodbye. Have a great day, my friend. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you know, sometimes you hear from people and, and if you don't know their background, Rick Santoro uh, is an expert. He has handled you, you might think about what he does now uh, in terms of his professional position where he does a great job with the improvement district as executive director. But uh, Rick is an expert in security. He is an expert in dignitary protection. And Steve Wynn, who's had everything from his own daughter kidnapped uh, to Donald Trump, Rick Santoro handled the dignitary protection uh, for those billionaires, just to give you an idea. So when he speaks, we should listen. And I listened and I took notes. It's going to be very helpful for me what Rick just did in my national duties today. So, Rick, your, your call was really meaningful. Thank you. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, this is from an April 18th, 2022 report. Border Patrol intercepted 23 people on the U.S. terror watch list. People uh, b- Reporting indicates that multiple individuals with terrorist ties have been apprehended trying to cross the border into the United States. By the end of April, it was up to uh, 43, but that's what we know of. So there's actually, and I'm not talking about regular Muslim people. I don't want to, you know, go on some rain against regular people, not at all. But there are people with radical jihad, that are radical jihadis, radical Islamists that are crossing our border. That's a fact. Of, that's not. A, that's not I don't a think anybody disputes that, Flash. I mean, it's it's true. I don't know what percentage of bad guys, but there's no question. You know, look at the uh, look at the bad guy. Um, his first name and last name are the same, and I forget his middle name. The, the ISIS guy that uh, we foiled a assassination plot to kill President George. W. Bush. I mean, the, these bad guys are, they're all over the place. Yeah. Now, uh, Mr. Centurion had talked about beefed up security, which that's very good. We have to, well, yeah, security guards and video surveillance and such like. It proves to that communist uh, minded people that want to put a controls over all of us that we can rule ourselves. So we won't have UN bringing uh, foreign troops onto U.S. soil. So, yeah, we have to take our country back. We got to do it real soon. Thanks. Hey, thank you, Flash. We can get one more call in real quick. It's not going to be fair, but it'll be a quick minute. Go. You're on the air. Hey, Harry, I'll keep it very quick. I hope we have an opportunity to talk about mental illness and the fact that the person who did the shooting was a tranny, was a trans. And so, you know, I think if we're going to talk about gun legislation and mental illness, we might want to take a look at that as one of the boxes to check on a mental illness evaluation. Well, nobody's going to say if you're transsexual that it's a mental illness. Uh, professionally, clinically, they're not going to say that. I had not heard that uh, before you just said it. Uh, and so uh, obviously a lot of people would take exception 
to saying that transsexual means he's you're mentally ill to the extent that you would do a mass shooting. But on the larger point, the mental health issue is absolutely a big part of this. I mean, if you if you think about it, to be able to commit this kind of heinous crime to shoot, kill, and or critically wound because the reports are sketchy, your own grandmother, and then do this. I, I think mental Atlantic illness City, is in, in, in HD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. It's halftime.